welcome back to another episode of Faith in the Fire. This is episode five, and I am Noelle Lynn. I am your host, and I am here today with John Baptiste. He is a guest on the show. He's agreed to come. Now, John and I worked at Keller Williams Fort Worth uh, together, and he is, he's like the, your, your like silent killer. Like, that's what I would kind of describe him as, and I've said this to his face, like all the time, like he needs to talk more, he needs to share more, he has so much in his brain. I'm actually a little bit surprised that you agreed to go put this public and like share everything that's in your brain live, not live, but like actually in the public. Um, but he is brilliant, he's very wise, he knows a lot of stuff, he he does a lot of stuff. Uh, John, what, what are some of the things that you do? You're a real estate agent, a baller real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> What else? I'm trying to figure out who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Tell can I can when we went to lunch the other day at uh, wherever that was the Mexican restaurant, uh-huh. and you were talking to one of your people. Oh, they, oh one of my players. So. Yeah, d- mm-hmm. can we share what you do in that realm? Well, yeah, I'm winding that down, but yeah. What what is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I've been a partner in a sports agency, uh, NBA and WNBA sports agency, for the last probably what is this 2022 maybe 16 years this so. is amazing and i just found out like i've <laughs> known <laughs> i've known you for two years and i just found out which was kind of cool so he's he's kind of a big deal um he won't tell you that but he is kind of a big deal so he is a husband to uh, he has two beautiful girls uh one plays volleyball they both play they volleyball both play volleyball now. that's right and the other one was kind of on the fence there for a little bit though she right? was the youngest one and your wife is also a real estate agent. Yeah, she's the one who tricked me to become. <laughs> tricked you, but you love it. It's okay. It's just okay. I mean, the I like the business. Yeah. The going out and showing houses part. Yeah. You know, not so much. Yeah, there's a lot of people get really, really emotional about buying. They a do. House. They do. We I actually had to put out a fire today. I worked with the the other eight. Well, I called the other agent. I was like, "Hey, man, listen, this thousand bucks is really gonna might sink this whole thing. My people are like ready to just walk walk away. The sellers, yeah, we represent the sellers, and he he just started. I've been telling him. I've been telling him. Yeah, let me call him back. He called me back and said, "Okay." They're okay with not asking for the extra thousand. Yeah, it's just they get like super emotional, and it's a big deal. I mean, they're, it's a big decision, but they do get super emotional. So I can I can relate to you on that. Um, but they're leading into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, there is a lot of fear around buying homes. Uh, we're not going to talk about the fear of of buying a home, but um, we are going to talk about fear. So last week we covered triggers, and if you didn't go listen to episode four. Go listen to episode four. I hate the word triggers, but it is what it is. It's the it's the scientific term um, for what happens when you have unpleasant memories kind of resurface. And it is a fear response. So today we're going to talk about fear and we're going to talk about um, how fear specifically impacts you. And I'll share a little bit how it impacts me. Um, Actually, I think you and I have had the conversation about how fear impacts me, um, but we're going to talk about how it impacts your personal life with um, your marriage, your kids, um, all the things. You ready? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to start first with 
the definition of fear. So fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous or likely to cause pain or is a threat. Would it's you agree with up. that? Huh? It's all made up. It's all made up. It's well. all made up in our head. <laughs> a lot of That's it. That's the definition, but it's all made up in our head. Yeah, no, a lot of it is, especially when it comes to... I mean, unless you're standing in front of a lion. And, I mean, yeah, and no, like, that's real. Oh my God, he's about to eat me. <laughs> that's <but>. real. <laughs> Yeah, or like it, you're being held at gunpoint or something like that. Right. Those things are real. Yeah, but, those are real. But when we think of fear, um, it's normally in a metaphorical context. Man, big words, big words. Thank you. That's <laughs> <Smart. laughs> <laughs> um, But so that's the that's the the people's definition of fear. Um, in the Bible, um, essentially, all fear is evil, which means fear derives from the devil he is the father of lies he he wants us to be afraid he uses fear to stop us from walking into our calling to stop us from doing great things to stop us from um overcoming or you know whatever he wants us to take on that that belief that we are less than or not capable or you know in invaluable right does that make sense that makes total sense i agree so my first question how does fear show up in your world? And it can be something that how it continuously shows up now or how it used to show up in in your past or in your childhood. <laughs> well, let's see. Let me think. How does it show up today? I think it shows up. It, it began to show up more the older I got. And really? I, think, I think we call it being conservative, but it's actually fear, right? I when, like that. When I was younger, of course, I didn't think I could die, so I did all types of things, <laughs> you know? I mean, I was like, I could be on a plane, and it's shaking, and I see people grabbing hands, and I'm like, <laughs> you're lucky it's not my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt, literally. Yeah, invincible. Right. Which a lot of us feel that when we're younger. Right. Yeah. Um, but as I got older, there were just small decisions that I would second-guess, like, or... Maybe I shouldn't do that. You know, if I do that, then the outcome, again, made up in my head of what the outcome is going to be without taking the steps. Yeah. Dang. So we mask it in our adult lives as just being conservative. Being conservative. Like, or yeah. even wise. Like, well, Yes. You know, you're, you're like, well, I've learned now. I'm older, so I just won't do those things. But why won't you do those things? Like, yeah. what's the one of my closest friends who's a um, I don't know if she's a therapist or whatever it is she does that type of work <laughs> um, <laughs> but I know she told me she was like you know she and she knew me when I was I guess 18 from that, yeah. going to college mm-hmm. till now um, and she was like you know I knew you when you would do wild and crazy things that really had could have had bad consequences she's yeah. like but now the things that you talk about you want to do, they can only have a positive consequence. So it's just what's holding you back. And it's like sometimes it's the fear of failure, right? Mm. But again, it's made up. It's like if you don't try it or do it, you'll never know. But yeah. you sit there and tell yourself, hey, if if I do this, then X, Y, or Z is going to happen. And then you just don't do it because you think something bad is going to happen. Yeah, like there's a lot of that. And and what is failure anyways? Why is why do people feel fear 
failure so much? You know, and that's a good question because when you listen to, and I like to listen to people that are successful, wealthy, those type of folks, because, and they all say that they failed more than they succeeded. Yeah. And it, it's just learning from those failures that's important. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes uh, those of us that haven't gotten to that level, you know, we're either not learning, we're repeating the same mistakes, you know, definition of insanity, <laughs> or, <clears throat> or we're just afraid of, if I try this and I fail, what will my peers, friends, family think? Yeah, you know? especially if you're in a, in a marriage or a relationship or, or if you have kids, like, what, how, or even further, not what will they think, but how will this impact, impact them? them? Yeah. yeah, or how, how will I fail them by either not being able to give them those things that they want or not being the, you know, provider that they need or things like that? Oh, that's big. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about those things, um, you know, it's because I've always said that I want to leave a legacy for my children. And legacy to me means financial legacy, right? Yeah. Um, but you think like, okay, well, if I go and say, let's bring in the real estate business. If I go and dump X amount of dollars into marketing, how will that impact the kids? Not yeah. thinking about if I dump X amount of dollars into marketing, how would that positively affect the kids? Yeah. Because it can positively affect the business to generate right. more revenue to leave a bigger legacy. So it's almost like you come from the assumption that it's not going to work right. before coming from the assumption that it's possible. Right. Interesting. Or so, even if it doesn't, adjust, fix it, and, yeah. and move forward. Yeah. And and what outside of the monetary effects that it could have on your kids, what about like teaching them to struggle through or to right. come out on the, to even the take risk. Of the, yeah to take to take the risk to do like I think for my youngest daughter um, playing volleyball was she practiced with her sister we'd go outside because her older sister want I spent many a days hot summer nights outside <laughs> you know we've kind of in our street we know the size of a court right and um <clears throat> You know, we practice all the time and she would come out, but she would always say that she didn't want to play because she got nervous playing in front of people or she didn't want to play in front of people, mm. you know. And with her playing, starting to play this year, that was getting over her fear yeah. of being in front of people because, you know, these seventh, eighth graders, they can be kind of rowdy. <laughs> they are relentless. <laughs> so. They are relentless. Yeah, no, and that's all. Awesome. So, do you have those conversations with your kids about, like, hey, do you ever ask her, like, go back and say, like, where's your fear meter now on this? Like, are you more comfortable playing in front of people? Are you less comfortable? How do you have you asked her those questions? I, I have not yet. She still has a couple of games left. Yeah. But that is a question that, and thanks for bringing that up, because that's a question that I do or uh, want to ask her. Yeah. To just find out how she felt. That, and I know that for her, the first year probably didn't go as well as she would have liked, because in her sure. head, she probably thinks she's a little better than she is. <laughs> and, and it's difficult when she'll go to a game and her sister plays and you got parents walking by, oh, your daughter's so good and she played mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole younger sibling, bigger sibling, yep. live up Rivalry, to type yeah. thing. So, but no, that's the conversation I definitely want to have because um, 
I don't want her to, either one of them, to feel like, hey, if I want to do something, yeah. but I'm afraid to do it because I may fail in front of my peers. Yeah. And and because their, and their football team was ruthless with them. Because the seventh graders weren't really winning at first. And the seventh grade football team was winning. Making fun of them. Right. And they're like, oh, y'all losing every game. Like, they won a game, and she wanted to go to the football game. And the football team lost. She wanted to wait so she could <laughs> say, y'all lost. And I was like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't be like that. Right. Well, and another good question, and I'm about to ask you this this question, um, was will for your daughter would be, how how do you know that the fear is more same or less how do you identify fear as it's creeping in and how have you managed it through this season that would be those would be really really good questions for them to reflect on and and grow from that right yeah, just to be aware yeah that's pretty good uh, so how do you I identify to, i might have to write that down um, i'll write it down for you okay <laughs> how do you identify fear creeping in and how do you distinguish it from I'm being wise or conservative to this is fear. How do you make that differentiation and when do you come to that realization? What does it look like? For me, I think it's, I know it's fear when it's like, it's masked, right? It's masked with the, well, this, does this make good financial sense for the business? Yeah. If I came up with the thought or the idea or I saw it somewhere and it's working for someone else, then why shouldn't it? It may not work the same, but odds are it'll probably work the same. You know, not the same, but it'll work well. Yeah. But when I second guess myself to say, does this actually make sense? That's just fear. And actually I've and it's it's really probably been this year where I personally just start to recognize mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I was doing to try and protect in a sense like either what I have or not to do something so that some there's a made up bad outcome yeah and then realize that you know that's that's just fear creeping in and I one of the one of the things that and this might sound funny but one of the things that I started doing to try and help myself get past that is I've got these little dumb games that I have on my phone that Mm -hmm. you know like a lot of people, just kill time when you're just not doing anything. Right. Is to be more aggressive when playing those games. Like, there's nothing to gain from it. Right. Like, the, I have a game that, I like games that are, like, uh, what was that game called? Where you build up the city and stuff like that. Can't okay. Um, somebody out there knows. <laughs> um, but, you you know, you get tokens. Is it SimCity? Like, some games similar to those, okay. right? Okay, yeah where you build up tokens and cash and things mm-hmm. like that. So previously I would just build it up and it would say, spend this to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I don't know, I don't wanna spend that. <laughs> so what I started doing was just spend it, just do it. Just taking the risk. And it comes back. Every you, time. You, right, you build it up again. Yeah. So that was just a small thing that I came to the conclusion of, if I can be aggressive with Something as simple as that. A candy Crush. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Something as simple as a, a video game on my phone. Right. Or not to be aggressive with that. That's when I really realized, like, hey, like, w- what happened to the twenty-something-year-old the guy? Yeah. Like, where, where did, how did you get lost to become so afraid of taking risk? 
Well, and I think what you're realizing is that your beliefs about yourself have changed as you've gotten older. Would you agree with that? I would agree. Why is that? Why do we... Now I want to know, like, why as we get older do we have more fear? You know, that's a good question. I don't... Like, I literally just thought of that right now. Like, what is... I wish I had the answer, but I can say that I was... um, as you know, I'm originally from Connecticut, so yeah. I just got to mention that. Northerners, whoo! As my wife calls me a Yankee. That's yeah, right, I absolutely. call myself a Yankee. I don't know about that. You're from Ohio. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. That's not what we would call you. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I was back in Connecticut a couple of weeks ago, uh, and my brother had a surprise 50th birthday party. After the party, I went to one of my friend's houses, and Another one of my friends I hadn't seen in a while, you know, retired police detective, really. I used to hang out with him all the time. Yeah. You know, we're over there watching NASCAR, and my buddy's niece comes over. Mm-hmm. And he introduces me, but he says all these things about me that I'm like, who is he talking about? <laughs> like, Oh, wow. And, I, and, and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, he really thinks this about me, but I don't think it about myself. That's crazy. You know? And it's not the first. I can go back another month before that. I'm with my my friends. We're out in Kentucky, and similar situation. They're talking about me, and I'm like, "Who are they talking about?" Yeah. Because I don't see that in myself. Yeah. You know. No, that's amazing. And then, okay, so we're adults, and we we know these things happen. How much stronger of feelings is you know are our kids having? You know, how much more fear are they exhibiting right. um, if we're if we're in those positions, right? Yeah, that, I can't even imagine. Um, because, right, yeah, if we're, we're supposed to know as adults, yeah. and they're just trying to figure it all out. Yeah. You know? So That's I, crazy. It's, it's got to be crazy because we think they should know certain things, and they're trying to figure it out, and, and they're trying to chart their own course, and they definitely got to be afraid. Yeah, know? 100%. So I'm going to ask you a question that might be a little bit make you be a little bit vulnerable, but where is fear most prevalent in your world? Most prevalent. Where does it tend to show up? When do those nasty little lies tend to creep in and tell you that you can't, you're not, you won't? I think it's it's primarily with business quite honestly, um, because I was such a huge risk taker mm-hmm. in in my youth. And, and again, I ask myself all the time, like, where'd that guy go? Yeah. You know? Um, and I think it, it shows up, it's like, it's like the person that gets a lot of money and then never wants to spend it. Because yeah. you're so afraid of losing it that you just hold on to it too tight you it, yeah. and then it, you end up losing it anyway mm-hmm. you can't take it with you first right. of all but For sure. you, you don't make any steps to build it you know to grow it well and there's the the parable um, in the bible that talks about that where um, the three guys got you know five I forget how much silver they were given this equal amounts of silver uh, and then the first guy goes and buries it because he, right. he's afraid to lose it. The next guy kind of grows it by, you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the next guy, like, really invests it, takes high risk, and, like, doubles the return right. or whatever. I forget. Bets it all on black. 
Right. <laughs> I feel like gambling isn't in the Bible, but it might, <laughs> it might be. I'm sure they were. I'm sure they, they were. Just they were. Make it up yesterday. I don't know if you've ever read the Old Testament, but there's some weird stuff going down in there. Like right. some super weird stuff. So I'm sure gambling was the least of their worries at that time. But no, like, and that's that's so true because we we do kind of hold ourselves back when we aren't willing to take those risks because of the lies or the fear that's that's inside us. So the next thing that I have to ask you, you kind of already answered, but aside from being aggressive with video games, how do, how do you overcome your fears? How do you beat them out of your head? How do you get them gone? Um, actually, I, I actually um, try and recite things that I hear or read passages. Uh, there's some passages in the Bible that I really like. Ecclesiastes is my favorite book in the Bible. But, That's a good one. Um, I call myself going to church now or back to church. I used to go to church all the time when I was a kid. Yeah. But it's so, so convenient nowadays. Right, because you can <laughs> do it online. I can watch it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I've, I've been doing that for a while, like every Sunday. Um, yeah. Throw my headphones on and, and I'll Listen watch. Listen to a message. Yeah, I, I watch uh, T.D. Jakes in the Potter's house pretty much every Sunday. Dude, he's so good. Between him and then I used to watch a lot of Joel Osteen, actually. Really? There were a lot of times when I would watch uh, Joel and like feel like, dude, are you talking to me? Like, yeah. are you reaching through the TV and talking yeah. to me? You know, I hadn't seen him in a while lately. From I don't know why, but you know, I listen. And then there's a there's been a lot of weeks where I just feel like they are talking to me, and I just have to act upon the teachings that I'm hearing. You know. Yeah. No, I like that you say that like you'll you'll recite passages that um, that help you and like kind of get you through because that is that's actually bi- bl- uh, biblical. Like if if you have the devil telling you a lie in your ear, and Erica and I were just talking to somebody about this yesterday. You know, um, she had received an ugly email from a former boss and said all these things about her, right? And um, you know, I said I have I can help you kind of counter those lies like it you know said that she wasn't a good employee all these things right right and um but what god says of us in the bible is different than what that email said right god says that we are precious in his sight we are created in his image we are holy and blameless we are all these things and and that's like a perfect way to combat that because the bible is truth that email is a lie and you what's the best way to fight a lie with truth. It's just kind of like debating, right? right? You get into a debate with somebody and you want to know the facts. You want to, well, pull out the facts and then you'll be able to expose the lies and then the lies will go away. Right. Right. And so, no, I'm glad that, I'm glad that you said that because that's, that's one of the ways that I do it too. And I'll sit, Ooh, when I was going through my divorce, I would sit in my room or my closet. It was really my closet. <laughs> my closet I would hide because I have so many kids like they would all need me and I'd be like no no no, I'm busy so I would hide and my closet was like three doors in like so you had to go through my bedroom door then my bathroom door then my closet door I would just I would just go hide I'm like I can hear them coming at least three doors (laughs) they've got to go through (laughs) got a little warning yeah I can like clean up my face if I need to so I can put on my you know I'm tough face or whatever but um, no, I, I would go to my closet and I would just literally have a list of all the things that God says I am, I can do, that I was created to do, that he empowers me to do. And I would have to just, 
and at some time, at some point, you have to let go of whatever your brain is telling you you can't do, whatever the enemy is telling you you can't do, and you have to choose, it's a choice, right? to believe what God says about you, what you are capable of, what you can do, what you are called to do, right? It's, it's right. a choice. Would right. you agree? It is a choice. It's definitely a choice. Yeah. And because I know this past sermon, this past weekend was about basically weathering the storm. We don't get to choose the storm. Yeah. Right? Storms always come. Yeah. We don't get to choose which ones we're in. And also, especially he was talking about for men, every storm is not for us to fix. That is so good. Because men, you are the protectors. You are inherently the, the people who, like, you want we everything all, yeah, to be in its place. It. Yeah. Right. We always want to fix it. And everything's not there for us to fix we should weather the storm and hold steadfast. Yeah. And then we'll get through it. That is so good. That is so good. That I don't I don't have anything else to say after that. Like that is <laughs> that is amazing. No. So it, it all boils down to like what do you believe about yourself? What does the Bible say about you? And which voice are you going to choose to listen to? Stop listening to men and women. Yeah. I mean, especially in today's social media-driven world, mm-hmm. I mean, so many people, they're just stuck on what other people say about them. Yeah. Like, they often become, you know, when we were younger, they, you know, they always say, don't, you know, don't read the press clippings, right? Yeah. Um, good or bad, you either become think that you're better than you are or you're like oh my god I'm, I'm worse than what I think I am yep. but you have to have that belief in yourself to say you know what everybody's got an opinion that doesn't mean they're right yeah. you know not to say that you can't learn something from what people say but not take it on where you become what they say that you are or aren't yeah no and there's there is a lot of noise out there too Right. And so, so you could, when you have all these, I'm thinking now about the, about the video you sent this morning, um, where the guy got in the airplane with the other guy and the, the pilot Pilot ended up passing out because apparently he can't fly in clouds. In clouds, right? How are you a pilot? You can't fly fly through clouds. How did that even happen? But okay, cool. (laughs) I'll, I'll still listen. But like, that was ridiculous. But then um, when the pilot passed out, the first thing that the guy in the co-pilot seat did, he he reached out to whoever would listen. He got on the microphone, little headset thing. It was a little right. personal plane. And uh, got on the microphone and just said, hello, hello, because he didn't know like, right. didn't what know he was Right, didn't know the proper adequate etiquette yeah. for the radio talk. Yeah, and so then um, another airplane kind of got him in touch with air traffic control and do you want to finish the story? Because and then, I'll probably not get and through then, it. And then air traffic control said, just follow my voice. If yeah. you follow my voice, I'll bring you home. And you'll live. And you'll live. If you don't, then you'll die. If yeah. you look outside and you look at the storm and you watch the storm, you'll die. Yeah, because it was cloudy. That's what right. caused it. And there were storms coming. And um, the moral, the end of the story was, I can't even say it. You're going to have to say it. But the moral of the story was what? <laughs> I'm not... I'm not about to cry on this podcast. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. The moral of the story is like that's what God wants us to do, right? right? He wants He wants us to just 
listen to his voice. Don't listen to the voice in your head. Don't listen to, you know, so-and-so who is that much better at real estate or that much better at, you know, in my world, I, when I went to college, I went to college for music education. So don't listen to that person who says that you're not as good of a singer as so-and-so, or don't listen to that rejection letter. or Don't listen to that, you know, whatever it is. Right. Listen to my voice and you will live. And you will live. It's so good. No, so. I sent that to all my friends this morning. You were on the list too. <laughs> I made it on the list? I guess. It's okay. Uh, I sent it to, um, I'm in a group text with some of the girls that were at Fort Worth. I sent it to all of them. And then <laughs> everybody started like sending messages back like, anybody else cry? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wept like a baby. Um, no, but I think that's I think that's so good, and I think that that is actually probably the best way to fight off fear is listen to his voice and get the noise out. Yeah, see it all tied together. Look at that! <laughs> I didn't even try that. All right, guys, that's all we have for you today. Thank you, John, for bearing your soul, finally talking, <laughs> sharing. I've been trying. Although I was number five. <laughs> episode. You're the first guest. Oh, okay. This now is episode five. You're the first guest. <laughs> Um, but I see, and I wasn't wrong. You have so much in that head that nobody ever hears. And he's, I, I really appreciate you kind of just sharing and talking openly. I'm quite impressed actually right now, but <laughs> that's all I have for you today. Um, just remember it's fine. You're fine. Everything's fine. You just got to have faith in the fire until next time.